Hey, what's going on, everybody? Brian Zimmerman here, host of Jazz Is Live and executive editor of Jazz Is Magazine, coming to you on a Thursday afternoon with uh, a little news update and some good news uh, for those of you out there who are fans of John Coltrane or who are fans of audiophile grade vinyl, because either way, you're going to be happy with this very Coltrane-esque announcement. The big news is that Verve, and Universal Music's Acoustic Sound Series uh, will be re-releasing two iconic John Coltrane albums in definitive audiophile grade quality. Those albums are, drum roll please, I know you're all doing it at home, uh, A Love Supreme from 1965 and Ballads from 1963. Both albums were originally recorded for Impulse Records uh, at Rudy Van Gelder Studio in New Jersey. And the sessions feature, you know, the iconic tenor saxophonist with his classic quartet, McCoy Tyner on piano, Jimmy Garrison on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. Elvin, coincidentally, recently had a birthday. I think it was like uh, two or so days ago. Um, so happy birthday, Elvin. We know you're drumming up there, holding that rhythm down. Um, anyway, these LPs are presented in stereo. And yeah, like I said, Coltrane fans, high-grade audiophile vinyl fans, you're going to want to check these out. This acoustic sound series launched um, not too long ago, August 28th of this year with its inaugural releases of, let's see, what were the first two releases? Oh, Stan Getz and Zhao Gilberto's landmark Getz Gilberto album. And uh, Louis Armstrong meets Oscar Peterson. So those were the first two releases in this acoustic sound series. Uh, the All of the albums in this series, and they do have more planned, are mastered from the original analog tapes, uh, pressed on 180 gram vinyl, and packaged in high quality tip-on gatefold jackets. Uh, so great for collecting out there. Coming up in the series next month, they're going to have two releases, uh, a pair of Nina Simone albums early on in the month, and then a Sarah Vaughn album and a Clifford Brown album coming out at the end of the month. So a lot to look forward to um, from this acoustic sound series. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring the Coltrane records to your attention because I know we got a lot of Coltrane fans out there, myself included. And in the spirit of this announcement, I thought we could walk through some of my favorite Coltrane records uh with the caveat that these aren't like the most well-known Coltrane records you know I kind of wanted to dig into the deeper cuts of Coltrane's discography so we'll go through five albums uh that of Coltrane's that I love um and that I hope receive some wider recognition um as i'm going through this list let me know what you think and feel free to write in what your favorite uh coltrane albums were again i'm going for the deep cut so you know we all know giant steps we all know a love supreme we all know my favorite things those aren't going to be in the list you know blue train not going to be in the list because i wanted to dive a little bit deeper into his discography and maybe turn some of you out there onto uh, some new uh, Coltrane recordings. So that said, we're going to get into this list. And like I said, please let me know what your favorite Coltrane recordings are, even if they're the big ones. You know, I just want to hear from you. Anyway, first on the list is the album Coltrane. It is just called Coltrane. By the way, let me say before we get into this, I'm going in order of year they were recorded. 
right? Because Coltrane's discography did a lot of recording in kind of batches, and then the albums were released, you know, throughout the years due to contract and stuff. So this is uh, uh, order of year recorded. First on the list is Coltrane, right, which was recorded for Prestige Records in 1957 and released in 1957. It is Coltrane's debut as a leader. It is called Coltrane. It was reissued later as the first train. Um, but this is 1957, so Coltrane by this point, had some recognition from his time in the Miles Davis Quintet, but had yet to record Kind of Blue uh, or Kind of Blue had, had yet to be released. You know, that was 1959. So he was getting big. You know, the buzz was growing. People knew that this Coltrane guy was someone to look out for, but he wasn't huge the way he was after Kind of Blue was released. Um, it's got a couple of Coltrane originals on there, a couple of pop standards, as well as this cool take on the tune Time Was. Got Paul Chambers playing bass. Tootie Heath is on drums. Overall, it's a really great album. And, uh, you know, it's Coltrane's debut as a leader. So definitely one worth checking out, even though it doesn't get the mention that some of Coltrane's more famous albums do. But Coltrane from 1957, first on the list. All right, we'll move right on to the next album on the list, and that would be Coltrane's Sound. Um, now, this was recorded during the My Favorite Things uh, session in 1960, but wasn't released until 1964 on Atlantic Records. Um, first of all, that cover art, I mean, how cool is that? Just look at it. It was designed by an illustrator named Marvin Israel. Um, he also did some stuff for Sonny Stitt and Charles Mingus and Milt Jackson. You'll see some albums by those artists that look kind of similar. Um, but this is just peak you know, sheets of sound, Coltrane. Um, again, McCoy Tyner on piano, Elvin Jones on drums, Steve Davis is on bass for this record. Um, and it's kind of just that definitive Coltrane sound. It really is. And you hear it uh, on some classic Coltrane compositions here as well, Central Park West, Equinox 26-2. When I close my eyes and I try to envision the Coltrane sound, you know, that sheets of sound all over the place, linear lines, you know, unconventional uh, vocabulary. This is probably the album that my ears are hearing. So that's number two on my list, uh, Coltrane Sound. Uh, perfect name, I guess. Number three on the list was recorded in 1961, uh, and it is Africa Brass. Okay, so this was his sixth release on the Impulse label. Uh, he kind of found a home on the Impulse label. Some of his most iconic records uh, were made under the Impulse banner. And Africa Brass, what can you say about it? It's kind of like a ragtag big band album. It's got 21 musicians on it, um, including Eric Dolphy. Uh, you know, on reeds, Booker Little on trumpet, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Julian Priester on trombone, Reggie Workman on bass. Um, one whole side of the album, one entire side of the album is this 16-minute composition, Africa, which was arranged by Eric Dolphy and Coltrane and kind of tried to take that classic John Coltrane quartet sound with McCoy Tyner's piano voices and blow it up, expand it into a big band format. So, you know, the album is kind of worth listening to just for that experiment alone. Um, it's kind of the beginning of Coltrane's infatuation with this large ensemble, which we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, but the other side of the album, so the first side is this composition, Africa. The other side is this really hip take on green sleeves. Uh, Coltrane trying to, again, capture the same magic that he did with My Favorite Things. Uh, he does for green sleeves. And then another Coltrane composition called Blues Minor. Um, it was, you know, this is more or less modal jazz. Uh, so just a few chords, right, stretched out over time to give 
the instrumentalists, a lot of room to explore. And it happened to influence a lot of minimalist classical composers who, you know, like Steve Reich, Steve, think Steve Reich, um, think Philip Glass, could, composers who back then were kind of straddling the uh, contemporary classical and jazz line. They took this kind of stretched out, just slowed down, explore these chords style um, and ran with them uh, to create kind of a new era of contemporary classical music. So hugely influential on the minimalist movement. Uh, that was number three. Number four on my list, God, is one of my favorite albums just of all time. It is just so beautiful. It's John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman. Um, now, this album, it's an interesting one because you wouldn't necessarily put these two musicians together. Johnny Hartman is a vocalist of like that classical baritone and that King Cole style just had that rich, resonant, nice vibrato in his voice. Um, he did happen to know John Coltrane from back in the Dizzy Gillespie days when both were kind of on the road with Diz. Um, but this happens to be the only record that Coltrane made with a vocalist. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Again, you wouldn't put these two artists together necessarily because, like I said, Johnny Harmon had this very classical theatrical voice and Coltrane, you know, was, as you guys know, like emblematic of modern jazz, um, uh, hyper modern jazz. Uh, but the pairing is perfect. It's kind of got that spicy sweet thing going on. Um the way they play together is interesting. They they are not usually uh, interweaving lines into each other. It's usually Johnny Hartman will you know sing the melody and John, John Coltrane will play and kind of use some of Johnny's uh, stylistic influence in his own improvising. Um, yeah, I mean, beautiful cuts here. You are too beautiful. Lush life. Um, it's just almost perfect jazz. I can listen to this album anytime. Any day, doesn't matter what mood I'm in. Um, I just really love this album, and I feel like not too many people know about it. So please, after this live stream, drop what you're doing and go listen to John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman. It's it's an excellent album. Uh, that was number four on the list. Before we get to number five, I'm going to uh, let us hang in the suspense for a moment. I want to let you know about our current offer for Jazz's live viewers. You know, we're talking albums here. We mentioned the Acoustic Sound Series, which is 180 gram, you know, premium vinyl. I'm talking to an audience who I know loves physical records, albums, right? Reading through the liner notes, taking out the disc, putting it on the platter, it's a great experience. Well, our fall 2020 issue, which is being mailed to subscribers this week, is all about the art of the album. Um, now, if you are a subscriber, like I said, you will be receiving this issue very, very soon. Um, if you're not a subscriber, you can become one today. And look, we take all of the content from that print issue and digitize it and turn it into HTML stories that you can access online at any time from any device. Um, you will need a digital subscription to make that happen. And right now we're offering a special subscription rate for just 99 cents per month for three months. You can unlock unlimited digital access to the site so you could read all of those art of the album stories, plus stories from previous print issues, um, you know, 99 cents per month for three months. And we'll enroll you to receive a complimentary print issue when we mail our next issue this winter. OK, and big announcement here. The theme for our winter issue is jazz on film 
jazz and film. So we're talking jazz scores, movies about jazz musicians, uh, jazz documentaries. It's going to be a real cool issue. We're just kind of in the beginning stages of it now. But like I say, you sign up for that three months trial subscription right now. We'll enroll you to receive that winter issue when it's ready uh, to roll out of the presses. Um, come December. Anyway, hey, we got some people saying hello to a smooth jazz family. Hello to you too. Thanks for watching as always. Um, all right. We are ready now to move on to the fifth and final album on my list of, again, Coltrane albums that I love, that I feel are not at the top of his discography, but definitely deserve wider recognition. And I'm going to end with Ascension. Okay. Ascension is the Fifth album on my list was recorded in 1965 and released in 1966. So released a year before Coltrane's death in 1967. And wow, how do you explain it? It's, I mentioned the large ensemble thing. So he's back in the large ensemble. It's free jazz. It's spiritual jazz. It's gospel jazz. It feels like a church service. It's, you know, just striving to reach some other plane of consciousness. That's the only way to describe this album. Um, it is a continuous suite, continuous suite. No breaks, 40 minutes of continuous music um, with, you know, motifs that kind of start with a theme, you know, and then really open up to improvise solos. Um, no set chord structure or rhythm, really just musicians collaborating together um, to make, beautiful spiritual music. The only direction that Coltrane gave to the soloists who appeared on this album um, was Ascend, basically. You know, the name of the album is Ascension. He wanted to ascend. Just start, you know, somewhere within yourself and crescendo and again, try to reach some other plane of consciousness. And that is absolutely uh, what you hear. Um on this record, you know, Coltrane doing that. Freddie Hubbard makes another appearance on this album. It was a pretty significant recording because it was released kind of at the beginning of the free jazz movement. When you think of like what Ornette, Ornette Coleman was doing back in, in like the late fifties, but the stuff that Ornette Coleman was doing and Albert Eiler were doing, that was really kind of like small ensemble free jazz. That was the, you know, format de rigueur of free jazz and Coltrane just, expanded that vision you know how many people can i get uh to join into this collective consciousness at once uh that was the experiment here and uh yeah it's really kind of a document of that communal ecstasy so a really cool recording you know it's not easy listening this is not the uh coltrane that you'll hear on the radio but definitely a coltrane album worth having in the discography so that was my list of five deep cut John Coltrane albums, if you were, uh, some of my favorites that, uh, again, I hope I turned you on to, um, you know, it's just one's man's opinion, uh, take it or leave it. And if I had the room, I would have added maybe either the Coltrane and Duke Ellington album. You know, they had a wonderful collaboration. Olay, um, Coltrane plays the blues, the avant-garde, the cats, that Tommy Flanagan record. Um, again, these are lesser known Coltrane albums, but really you pick any Coltrane album and you can't go wrong. Um, that'll do it for my list. Again, I would love to hear what you have to say, your favorite Coltrane albums, even if they are the marquee albums, let me know. Um, and yeah, that'll do it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed watching. Uh, if you like this content, please follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, click the notification button. So you know, whenever we are going live, uh, That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'm Brian Zimmerman. See you next time.